When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. crazy pandemic going on right now and dave is a scaredy cat and thinks he has it dave predicted it dave did predict it uh it's nothing though remember no it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's no nothing to worry about what do you there's absolutely nothing to worry about <laughs> well, what do you get what do you get your panties all tied up for what <laughs> so what, ain't no big deal what, what, what are you feeling like are you are you coughing Oh, dude! You know it's so horrible because this is this is how it works, right? You know the guy who spotted it, you know, in China back in January, and was telling everybody there's this thing going on. It looks like it could be pretty scary. It doesn't look good, and who does everything he can to avoid it. You know, when he goes into the store, he plays Pac-Man to try to avoid everybody. He puts the gloves on. He's got a whole routine when groceries come into the house. Which I don't want to get into, but it's 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 quite intense, and everything to avoid human contact. And then he starts feeling sick <laughs> two days ago, and it's not you know I don't know maybe it's just a cold maybe it's just it's not allergies I don't think um, but yeah kind of uh, this is uh, what we're recording now on a Friday two days ago on Wednesday I woke up with a scratchy throat and it's just kind of just been feeling kind of crappy just kind of run down and tired and uh you know i'm frantically searching covid19 early symptoms and they're kind of all over the place the, the one interesting one is this apparently like a loss of smell and taste yeah um but when i when i rip one i can i can still smell that one pretty pretty clearly so i guess we're now <laughs> well that's good i'm glad you can smell your own brain still that's <laughs> that's a plus that is a plus so you're you're a grocery delivery guy huh yeah, or pickup, um, which which works fine. Um, yeah. So it's all about it's all about sterilizing the products before they make themselves make their way into the house, or uh, either through Lysol or in a or in a dishwater bath. I mean, um, either way, it seems like people are going to die either of uh, Corona or the chemicals that come from all these cleaning products. So you know, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, Lysol is nasty stuff. You don't want to be inhaling all that. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, it's, we're either going to die of cancer or coronavirus after all this. So you know. We're all, but just we're all going. But uh, to change uh, my tone a little from last episode, I I, I get it now. It, it's serious. Oh, wow. yeah. uh, <laughs> you and you know the other six, seven billion yeah. people on the planet and, and have finally gotten it, and, and the president um, who finally is admitting it. So that's, that's <laughs> it's good. real. Not that he was ever wrong about it, but you know, well, it's uh, just like. Well, it's one of those things. It's just like, I think we kind of talked about this, I don't know, a couple episodes ago. Because, you know, most of the time, it, it, it everything that's uh, going to be the thing never turns out to be the thing. And we all just kind of move on with our lives and no big deal. Right. But every once in a while, the thing is real and the thing is the thing. Right. And, um, you know, this is as I was, I don't know if I said it on the show or at least I know I was saying this uh, to my wife. I said, this is historic. I mean, oh, yeah. this is... 
this is something you're going to be telling your kids and your grandkids about, and people are going to be asking you. And 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 I'll I'll be the old grandpa, and I'll you know I did everything I could, and I still got it. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, you're right. I mean, this is a totally historic. This is something we've never seen before, never dealt with, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting how these next uh, few months pan out, or how long this is going to last. Because here in the state of Florida, they just passed the stay at home uh you know uh law law or whatever you want to call it but it, the order from the governor yeah. which you know it's been in, don't really know what it our, means i know it, it, it in that order has been in our county for a couple weeks anyways so it's really yeah. not doesn't change anything for us so <laughs> from well they well, shut down our beaches which sucks yeah. uh but they've kept the parks open so yeah uh i still take the dog to the park and do oh, all that good. and yeah, so not too much has changed. I think really, honestly, the biggest thing other than my constant fear and now that I'm not feeling well is, you know, turning into complete paranoia, all that, um, is uh, I can't go eat out anymore. And I, I did like, I really enjoyed eating out two or three times a week. Right, now I yeah. can't do that. I, uh, I I honestly, I mean, I think my, my biggest change is I'm working from home now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, with kids, we don't get a chance to eat out as often as we'd like. But now that that option isn't available, it's like, uh, I really want to go out. Want to get out of the house, right? <laughs> are you getting a lot of delivery, or are you a guy that's like, no, I can't get delivery? And I, I've I've bent on it. Yeah, and I think because at first I'm like, no, I don't want anything. You know, nothing comes into this house without me killing it. You know, first or something, right. and then. You know, I I did. My my wife ran to the grocery store and uh, got me a got me a bottle of bourbon because I'm not feeling well and I don't want to drink beer at all. I don't have any interest in anything like cold and bubbly. Just don't want to do it. Um, but I'll, but like she made me a nice nice bit of I guess like a hot a hot toddy. You know, warm tea uh, with I've a little bit of bourbon heard inside. Of hot toddy before. It's it's real. Well, it just you know, it's warm. It's, it's a warm alcoholic tea. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, is it'll get you drunk as long but, as long as that's the case. You know, yeah, I'm all for but it. But does it? It does it in a way where it'll just kind of soothe. You know, it's it's like having like you know chicken soup is is basic is the alcoholic version of chicken soup. So, or so it doesn't dehydrate you. Yeah, I mean, I again, as long as it does the job, I, I I'm all <laughs> for it. Um, yeah. So so but, you, but, but you don't have sorry. a go ahead. No, I, I I was digressing, but my point was that I I'm sort of getting. Well, anyway, she went out and got that for me, and well, like a couple other things, and then we had grocery pickup. And so the first batch that came in, I sterilized. Now the second batch, I sterilized, and it's like, you know, I'm getting worn down by this, and you know, to do all of this, I think you're probably feeling the same way. Is the to do the change in routine and to adjust to things, you know, for a week, two weeks maybe three is good but when we you know when we're talking about doing this changing our behavior and trying to protect you and you and your family like for like weeks on end because we don't really know when this thing's going to end i'm already starting to feel a bit worn down by this just the fact that it's in my head all the time you know i want to think about other things other than this fucking virus i know i uh i was watching the news today and i I eventually just had to turn it off i was just like all right i gotta i gotta (laughs) get my mind on something else this is this is ridiculous you know it's it's just it's too much man it's i i I mean, it's this this quarantine in Florida is going to be at least for thirty days, so not till May, uh, and who knows? I, I, apparently, they're. I think th- I heard today they're predicting the peak in Florida 
won't be until May. Um, you know, the peak of the cases. Uh, so that's scary. Um, people are going to just go nuts. I mean, at some point people are going to crack and they're going to start doing things that, you know, they're going to start going to the beaches. They're just going to start saying, you know, fuck it. I can't, I can't handle this anymore. Right. Yeah. Now one, uh, uh, well, one, one serious good thing. I'm going to get into the next good thing, uh, in a little bit, but, uh, one serious good thing. Have you heard anything about the, uh, the, the, um, like the ecosystem and like the environment, how it's actually like thriving now or not thriving, but it's doing a lot better now that people are forced to be home and, and, you know, be contained. Have you heard this? Yeah. I mean, factories aren't pumping out shit. We aren't really driving our cars, you know, the way we used to, there's a lot less pollution in here. That's for sure. And then another one is that, you know, animals are kind of not, since we're not out and about constantly, animals are sort of, Excuse me, waking their, making their way back a little bit, you know? Right, yeah. And You'll I, see like a, a mountain lion in your yard or something, whereas you would have never normally seen it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Have you seen this? It might kill you. No, I, I saw <laughs> it. But it's out there, though. I mean, I think I've seen this on Twitter, you know, people just posting, you know, animals you never normally see are kind of coming back, right. birds, just all kinds of stuff, because that, that normal fear isn't gone. We're not scaring them all away. Yeah. And then the downside there, I'm thinking about maybe like deer, you know, once we start driving normally, maybe we're still going to see a lot of like, I know. Yeah. The there the might be an overpopulation of certain <laughs> animals, know. which, uh, yeah, is, is not good. But hey, it'll, it'll, uh, for hunters, it'll be a good Hunt, hunting season when they're yeah. when they're able to hunt again i guess um, i think you make up uh, you make a, a really good point and one that's maybe you know a little too serious for us or something but uh, you know the world in an instant kind of changed and it does make you think about you know the way we live right right yeah. the, the way we do things and the way we've sort of set up how we work live pay our bills what are we doing and all of a sudden you know it's dependent on us uh keeping up keeping up keeping up you know coming to our jobs paying our bills all this thing is like spinning and spinning and spinning and once it just grinds to a halt nobody knows what to do and i, I wonder i mean I, it's probably nothing's going to change but i do wonder if, if if there's some broader rethinking of how we live our lives i, I don't know i mean you, I, I, I would you, certainly hope so yeah you would hope so uh but you got the greedy people out there who are just concerned about the stock market getting back to normal again uh i mean i myself am trying to buy like real cheap stocks that were like huge uh you know a month ago um yeah. you know so I mean, you got those people who are uh, you know, gonna. But in a way, it's like, you know, should should it all be about the stock market? Like, no, you know, we're not. No, you know, we're, we're having this should, conversation. Right, you know, yeah. so the stock market is not okay. I mean, you know, it, it, does it? It's this weird thing where it's like market down, market up, market down, market up, and everyone right. freaks out or celebrates one way or the other. And, and in some way, we're like so far, so far away, disconnected from it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's everyday life isn't affected by it. You know, uh, for some people it is, you know, it could be totally devastating for them, but. Oh, my, my 401k took a massive hit. I'll tell you that. Mine too. Mine too. It's, uh, it's depressing every time I pull it up. Uh, Thankfully I'm not retiring tomorrow, although I kind of wish I could. Yeah. Yeah. eh, (laughs) Staying at home all day is for the birds, I think. (laughs) Well, what I'd like was to, yeah, I don't want to stay home. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter like how wealthy you are, right? If you can't leave your house and go do anything, right? Yeah. Can't like like spend your money or enjoy enjoy life. So in a way, we're all sort of equalized here. We're all kind of in the same boat, right? Did you see the uh, 
And it, uh, did you have the same reaction as a lot of folks? Did you see the celebrities singing the uh, John Lennon Imagine? Uh, my reaction was I saw a preview on Twitter and did not listen to the video. <laughs> <laughs> what was your reaction? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, a lot of. Uh, I, I I couldn't bear to listen. Is my point? Yeah, it it was cringy. It was like, what what are you guys doing? Like, what uh, this is supposed to make us all all feel better? You know? No, it's, uh, no, that doesn't, that doesn't do I, jack I, shit I, for me. I saw a meme today that said celebrities saying we're all in the same boat, and it shows a yacht, their boat, a yacht, and then our boat is oh, just a rowboat going through a creek. <laughs> like, like, no, we're not on the same playing field as you. All right. So yeah, maybe I'm gonna take back what I said because. The, I guess the rich will always find a way, right? They're going to get on their boat. They're going to, and then we just hear their stories of people like, you know, rich people in Manhattan and Brooklyn or wherever who are fleeing the city to, you know, the, the hinterlands or the smaller towns or, or like the Hamptons on Long Island. And they're essentially bringing, now they're escaping. They're, they're able to go do things that they night, that they can't do in New York city. Cause that's completely locked down, right. but they're bringing the virus with them. So screw that. I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I uh, so yeah that 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 video. It uh, at first I was like, oh, that's cool. All the celebrities got together, nah. and then now <laughs> no. I'm just like, yeah, no, thank you. That's that's dumb. <laughs> Look, I, I don't need Gal Gal Gadot to to sing to me. You know <laughs> I, what I need is to you know go on with my well, life. And, and the song doesn't really match the situation. I don't think like it's. Uh, I, I don't know. Like it, it doesn't. It, it's a song about peace, right? It's right, not about. Yeah. It's like it's, I don't know. it's not like this is a wartime. Like we're all fighting this like <laughs> virus thing. It's not like we're all like hippies, you know, I, saying anti-war and all this. Nonsense. You know, it's yeah. So it's like, what? What do you? Okay, oh. like <laughs> that's you know what it is. It's it's you know all our production schedules canceled and here's my way of making myself relevant <laughs> exactly <laughs> keeping keeping myself in your mind a uh, little uh, parole boy exactly <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah like I said the, the the environment it's it's uh you know that's one good thing that's coming of this so I hear you've uh, <laughs> uh I, I, I I what 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 movies have you watched recently Dave. Yeah, so with uh, with you know Tiger King going on, that's been taking up a lot of my time. I'm doing a lot of work, so I haven't been quite watching as much. Oh, I've been I'm always watching Star Trek, by the way, rewatching uh, Next Generation and uh, Star Trek: The Original Series, catching up on episodes of those. Also, Picard. I'm really Star Trek Picard. If any of you guys are fans, I'd be curious to hear if you guys are liking it. I'm still are, stuck on like episode five. Uh, are you liking like, it? Not really. Okay. Uh, I'm watching it because I like Picard, the character, but the show's just not helping me. And I, uh, so I'm still just struggling to get through this freaking thing. Um, what about you with uh, Better Call Saul? I haven't gotten into the new season. Have you gotten into it at all? Uh, yeah. Um, I am pretty much all caught up. I think uh, at the time of this recording, I'm only one episode behind. So, uh, yeah. How is it so far? I, I like it. I like it. It's, uh, you know, I've heard it's like slow burn though. It, is it? I, I think that whole series has been, you know, I think you just got to kind yeah. of enjoy Saul and, and so uh, nothing, it's not, it's not a slower burn. <laughs> no, it's not a slower burn. I wouldn't say. Okay. Um, I, I think it's easy to say that when you're watching it week by week. Yeah. You know, and not binging it. I think uh, I think people for 
I think ever since binging, people forget what it's like to watch something week by week. Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, like Mandalorian. <laughs> that was tough. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, oh, oh, yeah, that was week by week. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, that was an adjustment for us, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. But, uh, but you know, I, I like the, the HBO series. I have HBO, so the HBO series that come out, I watch week by week. I've, You've been watching Westworld? I've been watching Westworld. Can't wait for uh, episode three? Episode two? Uh, Four? Uh, I don't know. I, see, that's I, what I want to know, because... I, I think we talked about this a little bit. I loved, absolutely loved season one. Yeah, season and one was a masterpiece for me. I basically dropped off and around episode one or two in season two and never went back. And then I heard some positive things about season three, then heard some maybe negative things. So I'm still no, like... I, I, I would finish season two. Uh, season two is definitely... Uh, they try to make it more complicated than it should be. Um, okay. But uh, I think you should get through it because season three so far, you know, I don't know how it's going to end, but season three so far has been worth it for me. So I, I recommend it, fi- finishing season two because Aaron Paul's in it. I love Aaron Paul. Uh, I think he's a, a great actor and uh, he's doing great so far in this uh, this series. Okay. So but by comparison, though, if season one is, say, like, I don't know, four stars or something, where is where do you go with with season two and then season three uh, i mean so are we at the, uh, how close are we to that quality okay so yeah say see uh so out of five stars uh westworld season one five stars uh westworld season two two and a half stars <laughs> okay uh, that's a big drop yeah, though that's no. the thing you're telling me to watch the whole thing i don't want to watch two and a half but stars and 10 episodes so far though okay. episode, uh season three is about three and a half to four stars. Okay, so it's a step up. Yes. Can I go from season one to season three? Or absolutely no? not. No. Ah, yeah. All right. So, so that to me that says I'm just I'm not unless go you there. watch very in depth recaps of uh, season two on YouTube first. Yeah. Which would be a lot shorter than watching the whole series, but. <laughs> <I think so>. um, <laughs> I feel like we're going to be having the same conversation about season four, and I'll be asking you the same question. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm not even going to try to convince you. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been watching Better Call Saul. I've been watching uh, Westworld. Ozark just came back, so I've been watching that, um, yeah. which has been great so far. Oh, yeah, I haven't gotten into that. So season three is is, is good, very good so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. I'm Excellent. two episodes in, and yeah, I mean, Marty Bird. Uh, you know, still, still suspenseful, and you know, you don't don't know what's going to happen next, and uh, yeah, you're you're fearing for their lives the whole time in this whole series. Well, that's what I want. That's great. That's what I uh, yeah, so, excellent. So Good to hear. Ozark's been great, um, and I'm pretty sure that's all I've been watching. I haven't really been. I I haven't. I have a lot of catching up to do on movies. Uh, I have a bunch in my uh, my library. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I have a lot of catching up to do, but, uh, I understand you just watched an older movie recently. Yeah, I did. 1961. I think it is. I don't have any notes here, yep. but, uh, it was breakfast at Tiffany's. The was first watch for me, the wife watch, had seen okay. it before. Yeah. She's, uh, we're, we're, you know, here we are, you know, quarantined or whatever you call it or no, stay at home. Not, we're not quarantined yet. Thank you know, 
hopefully whatever's going on inside me is not it's not the bad one it's just a seasonal cold <laughs> right naturally right we're all praying for me no but uh i think it was uh earlier in this week or maybe last week yeah watch breakfast at tiffany's our first viewing and uh it's one of those ones where it's like you know you got to tick the boxes i guess we had you know there's it's a it's a pop culture icon and uh, so have you seen this one? I have. It's been about, ooh, it's been about eight to 10 years uh, for me, and I've only seen it once. Uh, okay. So, so real quick, let me let me give you my remembrance of it, okay? Okay. I remember her uh, eating breakfast in front of Tiffany's, the store, obviously, um, uh, you know, and kind of throwing these parties. She's kind of a free spirit. Uh, I remember her meeting up with this old guy at some point. I don't know if it's like at her. Yeah, it's it's Audrey Hepburn. Um, yeah, very. Or she's Holly Golightly. She's she's sort of um, kind of a, a free spirit and right. kind of not uh, not really um, taking a lot of responsibility for her life. She's just kind of floating around that kind of thing. And she runs into uh, George Papard, the actor who is Fred. Who, as he gets older, becomes Hannibal of the A Team. By the way, oh well, look at that. Yeah. Fun little fact. And this, um, uh, first of all, this book was written by Truman Capote. I don't, yeah, uh, which uh, I don't know if you've seen Capote with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Anyway, I haven't. Uh, great film. Uh, he does phenomenal in it. But anyways, yeah, this is a Capote film. Uh, yeah, so he wrote. He wrote the script, and it, it, it what it's funny is it's kind of a funny twist because uh, Capote himself was um, uh, was gay, and um, it, really the, my only knowledge of Breakfast at Tiffany's before this was the Seinfeld episode where where George uh, here I am in the background if, if anyone if, I don't know if we're doing oh, video yeah. or not. <laughs> oh, Kramer just uh, busted in, <laughs> just kind of slid in. Yep. Uh, there's that one where there's that one episode where George uh, is in a book club and uh, the book club is to read Breakfast at Tiffany's, but of course he's too lazy, so he goes and he wants to watch the movie. He goes to a video store. The movie is out. You know, this is like you know dating dating the world where you had to get the inventory out of the movie store, and he can he, at and Blockbuster. It was actually, yeah, blockbuster mentality. Blockbuster, this is the mentality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and funny in that episode is, is Patton Oswalt is the clerk. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. George is like, hey, could, sort of like, would you mind telling me who has the has the latest copy out? And Patton Oswalt's like, no, I can't just give that information out. Someone distracts Patton Oswalt. George kind of, you know, turns the monitor over and finds out the address. Shows up at this house. It's a little it's this uh, African American family buzzes their door and's like, "Hey, uh, I'm George. And, you know, can I watch the movie with you?" He goes up and just—he's the worst guest ever. He spills grape juice all over <laughs> their couch and all that. And and it's just—it's it, funny because he—he he, he doesn't understand the plot. Um, and what it really is is sort of like you're in New York City, and it's just Holly Golightly. She's very not taking a lot of responsibility for her life. She's just kind of she's getting money from men, and in the movie, it's not really quite telling you how she gets money. She says fifty dollars for the for the powder room, which is I guess for that as as I looked it up later is not. It actually the implication was she's actually a hooker, but for the time they couldn't quite say that for the movie. Um, and then the George Papard character Fred. 
he's like a gigolo sort of he's sleeping for this woman and there's kind of a funny thing going on with the seinfeld episode where he he gets called out for reading uh for for being for not reading the sh- for not reading uh, the book because he followed the movie where Holly Golightly and uh, Fred get together and he's like, well, at least they end up together. And the character's like, well, Fred's gay, George. <laughs> so um, it's a very kind of a strange, I'm not really sure. I, I don't know where, what I'm really saying here. No, I it was mean, a fun movie, yeah. but I don't, I didn't really under uh, upon further examination. I don't know what I watched versus uh, which is the movie versus the book. Yeah, I'm trying um, to... And it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me based on my, my limited knowledge from Seinfeld and then investigating further that both Holly Golightly could have possibly have been a lesbian in the book and that Fred was actually gay, which doesn't make sense in the movie. However, it was kind of a fun, silly movie and yeah, there was a lot is. of humorous stuff within the film and it was it became a romantic comedy. Who, who does she meet in the park? Who's the old guy she meets in the park? Uh, she... Um, I, th- I think that was Fred meeting her father. She was she had she had changed her name and married a guy in Oklahoma or something like that. And then oh yeah, that, yeah. So she changed her name, moved to New York City as Holly Golightly, escaping her she in escaping her old life to go live like as high society something or other in New York City. And her way of maintaining that lifestyle was to I guess do favors for men for money. She runs into Fred, who himself, at least in the movie, was selling himself to one woman. Um, it, so it's kind of a very disjointed story. So I, my full understanding here is I don't know if I really like it, but I kind of laughed a lot. So I'm just, so in, in one sense, if you pretend it's just a silly romantic comedy, it's actually quite good. Audrey Hepburn is very charming. She's very beautiful. Right. She's very funny. Papart, George Papard is actually quite quite good in this film. Um, but to put it all together, yeah, I don't, I don't really, don't really know how to take it. So you That's don't my... know like what the the message they were trying to send in it. I mean, obviously, breakfast no, at Tiffany's I... is her eating breakfast in front of the Tiffany store, kind of looking at the items in the window. Yeah, because she values high priced things, and then Papard actually gets like a little like it's like a ring out of a Cracker Jack box that he then gets engraved at Tiffany's for like I don't know six dollars seventy five cents or something, and that becomes more valuable. So there is. So there, I guess there's two lessons here is that money isn't everything and that it, and that there is value in sentimental things. And then two, take responsibility for your own life because this character, Holly Golightly, took, took no responsibility for her, her life at all. Everything was just very flighty, living in the moment, having fun, laughing it off, going to get my money, going to move on to the next thing kind of thing. And she had a cat with, with no name and she like at one point threw it out of the cab because she didn't want it. And then she comes back, gets it, kisses George Papard in the rain and happy... Uh, classic movie um uh, you know long live happy ever after kind of a thing so doesn't she end up in jail at one point yeah she was unwittingly because she would she would do anything for men for money she was unwittingly passing information to a mob boss going and visiting (laughs) him in in jail and she had no idea she was actually doing this because she's so in her own head and not kind of like paying attention to like the real world. She's just living in her own thing, gets caught, gets arrested as she's being getting pulled into the police station. The press is there. She like poses for them. Like it's some like, you know, I'm, I'm a movie star kind of a thing. Right. Kind of like um, a sunset Boulevard when she's yeah. Kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Very delusional. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I remember, uh, I, I think this movie gets a lot of flack nowadays for the, uh, the racism with uh, uh, Mickey Rooney's character playing the Asian guy 
Asian oh, definitely. <laughs> and you know what? It's really not funny. It's I don't know what he's like. A, he's a neighbor on the top floor who's clearly Chinese. He's wearing fake teeth and he's just, you know, kind of thing like that. And it's it. it uh, yes, it is. It is a bit insensitive and just you know it's one thing to be insensitive and funny you know if you're at least laughing if if you know if it's comedic then you'd be like yeah maybe too far this is both insensitive and not funny at least in the time uh, that, that you know for now to watch it so i don't know how audiences were like in 1961 or whatever it was right um but yeah i, I would agree it was it was needless not necessary um so it, it's strange to watch a movie this far back and to kind of look at it with those eyes in some sense, um, but I, I, I don't, you know, stars and popcorn. I don't know. I'm kind of glad I saw it, and I, and I genuinely did laugh. There's a party scene there, which is in Holly's apartment, which is freaking hilarious. There's some really hilarious moments in this film, um, I, I, and uh, really well done acting wise. But yeah, not, 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 really, not like quite sure about this I, film. This I, I watched this when I first started trying to drink whiskey and stuff, and uh, I remember. <laughs> I don't know if it was the gigolos. I don't remember anyone being a gigolo. That's George Papard. He was a gigolo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he. I don't know if it's him, but like in the party, like he has a glass of whiskey, and then he puts like icy water in his whiskey, and I was like, huh. That's interesting. That's a good but, that's a yeah. technique. <laughs> yeah. Now then now I understand. Like, yeah, no, it the kind of waters it down, makes it easier yeah. to drink and, and have to take the straight like shot. That. Yeah. So I don't know why I th- like that <laughs> the, the, that uh always stuck out with me. But uh yeah, I, I don't know why that uh scene in the park sticks out to me. Like her meeting this is is he an older guy? Yeah, well, it was supposed to be her her husband. She married a okay. man who was like fifty years old or something like that, and then ran, ran away from away. New York, changed okay. her name. So no. it's it's kind of a story of you know people trying to run, find themselves, find themselves running yeah. running away from your past. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Okay. And yeah. she finally, it, it, like, it's really like the literal last minute where she like finally takes responsibility for herself and her actions, and it's you know it's to the point where like. I'm gonna fucking kill this girl if right, she doesn't yeah. like do something, and she finally does. So it is good. It's it's nice so, moment of tension, and what, it's it's a nice ending. What, so what does uh, she do? I, I refresh my memory. Well, it's just about she's just always gonna run away. You know, if you pressure her too much about something, she's just gonna bolt. You know, okay, if yeah. you make her try to own up to something, she's gonna leave. She's not gonna own up to it, it's and a, she had to basically own up to her own feelings uh, to the to Fred. And to just, you know, all the, you know, the way she'd been living her life for all these years and the way she'd kind of left that little bit of family that she, she just wants to pretend like, you know, whatever I did yesterday doesn't exist. That kind of a thing. I mean, I've, I've, I've said this on the show before, but it's like you, you look at back at the fifties and sixties and you think like, it's like this archaic, uh, 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 primal time yeah like, like it's it's back, still, you know when the dinosaurs like, roamed the earth yeah <laughs> it's it's still so human and you can still relate to it like it's uh yeah uh you know like you said like someone run, oh, constantly running away from their problems people can relate to that today like yeah. i know we're people, all people yeah a lot of people I, I know people who just constantly just bat away any any sort of problem that comes in their way you know they're just kind of just like no i don't want to deal with that i'm gonna go this way yeah, you know at some point you gotta own up to uh, that shit it's it's I, I guess a tale as old as time you know it's it's uh you know it's <laughs> it the human um i don't know just psyche isn't as 
uh, of it, it hasn't changed as much as we think. Technology. Well, no, I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, you go back. You know, you start talking about the '60s. I mean, the '60s weren't out that long ago. And you know, when you look, you know, when you watch these movies from the '60s, I, I kind of get the. It's not even nostalgia because I wasn't alive, but I'm like, you know, I think life might have been actually a little bit better then. Um, oh yeah. But that, I think I've said that a few times. But yeah, this is it's any good story tells a story of a human condition. We are all people. It doesn't matter if it's you know 20 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 300 years ago. I'm hitting on those same points. So yeah, I think that's that, that's a great point from you. Uh, one other thing I do, I, you know, one thing I do want to mention, which is strange because we've seen like a, a tamping down on this over the last couple of years, particularly with even with ratings. And I'm not, I'm not anti this, but, but smoking cigarettes, they've, you know, Hollywood has really like basically pretended this doesn't exist at all. But this movie is, I'm almost coughing from <laughs> watching the screen. Yeah, I mean, everyone's like got a long filters, right? Oh, it's well, it's it's comically long. It's yeah. like four feet long. I don't know what the purpose of this. I assume maybe maybe if you have like a long like a cigarette holder, it's so maybe this the smoke doesn't get on your clothes or something. Maybe. But at that point, you're just denying like well, the smoke's still going of, inside. Uh, always reminds me of Cru- uh, Cruella Deville. Cruella Deville, yep. yeah. <laughs> very much looked like that. But yeah, the absolute like just constant cigarette smoking actually was a bit jarring for me. That that was one thing. <laughs> Have you have you seen any other Audrey Hepburn movies? I haven't. Uh, I don't know much yeah. of her other than that. So what could you name another? No, <laughs> I couldn't. I can't. Okay. <laughs> not without looking at IMDb, and I'm not going to cheat. Um, so to so be no honest, cheating. I have not. Well, that's all I have for breakfast at Tiffany's. If you want to, oh, good stuff. I mean, I, I don't know if it was good at all. It was my strange journey there. It doesn't so. matter if it's good. Just quit saying that. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking, and that's what matters. So yeah, breakfast at Tiffany's. I I, I, yeah. I do want to rewatch it. Would you recommend that I check it out again? It's been eight years. Uh, no, maybe not. But I, I say if you tick that box, you're good. Yeah, I already ticked it. So, and you just for me it was a memory. So it was a box ticking thing. Uh, that was, that was reminding That's me that was the, for me when I first watched it too, because I had this, I've uh, mentioned it on the show, I'm sure a bunch, but uh, a thousand one movies you must see before you die. And that, <laughs> yeah. that was on there. So I, was, I saw it and I, I, it had to have been like 10 years ago. Cause I think it was uh, when Netflix would still mail DVDs to you. So yeah. I think it was back then that I actually saw it. So Oh wow. It's yeah, it's been quite some time that I've that I've seen it. So uh, And I would say, you know, there there might have been better boxes to tick than that one. And, um you know, and I'm not quite sh- I'm, I'm sorry, I just want to say I'm not quite sure exactly. Maybe I just don't get it. And that's possible. I just don't get it. I, I'm not sure why it was such a cultural phenomenon and why it's been referenced so much over the years. Yeah. Um, maybe it was just for the, for its own silliness and maybe me, me with my Seinfeld references and then looking up what the, you know, the differences between the book and then the movie, it just kind of, after looking it up afterwards, it kind of just left me a bit perplexed. There you go. Uh, and then uh, I understand you, you read. Oh, well, before we, well, before we do that, I, I want to mention that the, the wife is kind of putting together. Since we're in this kind of lockdown thing, some movies that we want that we should see. She did a theme night of Pulp Fiction, which she had never seen, with uh, a big Kahuna burger, which I think you'd appreciate. So we made a burger to our own. Uh, what we could think of as a big Kahuna burger, which is something Hawaiian. It was a, basically a burger with grilled pineapple yeah. and some 
some stuff and we ate it and watched the film and she enjoyed it so it was good i hadn't seen that was her first time yeah yeah it's uh definitely all the way through. i think she had seen bits and pieces of it but not all the way through yeah and it's funny because I don't imagine myself as if you were to ask me how many times have I seen Pulp Fiction, I'd say I don't know four or five or something like that. But it must have been it must be many many more times because I like I can actually recite the dialogue you know before it happens. Yeah. I know almost every line in that film, so I must have seen that thing many many more times. Well, I so think we've a, all seen like snippets here and there just because first of all it's always on TV, yeah, um, and just yeah it's just. It's clipped everywhere. Um, so I, so that's one of them. And um, I'm finally going to get around to <laughs> to Marlon Brando. You know the old stuff. Would yes. you say? And, you know, it's just uh, so we're going to get into on that the waterfront. Please, I'm going to get into, on the and then. So here's another one, and one that I, I know, I know the fans of blockbuster mentality have been asking for, been wanting, and one that we have been teasing. And I think it's highly appropriate for this time that we're living in right now, which is for me and you, Ben, to do the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. I think it's time. And I have, uh, uh, not to bump, you know, put this on you on the show, but okay. uh, I have a buddy at work who is a full-on expert on it. And oh. he's begging to come on the show for that episode. I got no problem with that. Um, so he probably knows more than me. I mean, I've read the books and I've watched the movies a million times, but I'm probably an idiot compared to him. So no, <laughs> let's no, do it. I, you guys can hash it out. Yeah, my buddy Rich. So uh, I, I really do think uh, you know, for like an end of the world kind of a story, well. uh, and I'm down. And, and, Yep, and a story of you know disaster looming, and then hope, and then pulling through. I think it is it's maybe the most appropriate trilogy that that we can watch right now and talk about. Let's do it. Yeah, great. So, yeah, let's set up time for that. Um, so I'm double dipping here because the wife, I've got the wife to agree to watch it, and then now I can do the show with ooh, you. So now I'm satisfying both you. people here. Look at you, <laughs> yeah. just dude. We can just do shows on movies you watch with your wife. I don't care. All right. Okay, <laughs> that'll be the, okay. That'll be the name of the podcast: Movies Dave Watches with His Wife. Ooh, that might not be bad. Um, okay, uh, and then uh, so I understand you. Re- I also did, but uh, you re- rewatched Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yes, I did over uh, over a series of a few nights. I, did, I don't know it's if always you do with every movie, but yeah. Well, because my my life is um, my, my life is uh, you know I work till five. Um, I, I, I then take the dog to a park for about an hour, come home, have dinner, spend time with the wife. Um, and then it's, and then whatever time is left over, <laughs> I'm going to catch up on things I've been wanting to watch. And one of those has been, um, uh, episode nine. Um, I, you know, I'm sure you've, you, you know, we're both watching these, uh, at approved, uh, places or something. Yeah. I don't know. Is yeah, it out yeah, on DVD? I, I've, Yes, approved. It's out on DVD now, right? Approved or something. Places. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm an Apple guy, so iTunes for me. Um, so you're iTuning it. Um, so I, here, here was what I was getting into is with with this film because I had a lot of problems with this film um, coming out of the theater, and I know you did as well. We did an episode on this, a very, very long episode, and I held some things back. And uh, I'll say, you know, when I was going into this rewatch, I was hoping to like this movie more. And I have to say, on a rewatch, I kind of like it less. <laughs> I don't know what your thoughts well, are. Well, I, I don't think I was as hard on it as you remember. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, the second time around, um, <laughs> it, it just doesn't work, does it? They tried. They, there's so much uh, forcing of storyline, so much uh, like I don't know, just obvious. Uh, just from a storytelling storytelling perspective, there's just yep. so many obvious things. Like uh, she heals the thing in the in the little yeah. cave they're in, and oh now she can save Kylo, and then and really just her. kind of out of nowhere, like this. Well, yeah, because they're all right, right, yeah. I mean, let's talk about just that. Maybe that's that like ten minute pocket there where they land on that planet, and then you know they're trying. Oh, we got Chewy. We got Kylo Ren flying in on that ship. Right. Now, what it's was... It's a TIE fighter. Uh, okay, it was a TIE fighter. It's not was an it X-Wing. A TIE but it was Don't a, it was a Ken Knapsack. <laughs> we love Ken Knapsack. Uh, but it wasn't quite a TIE fighter. It was one that had like, the curved wings, though. Was it a... Um, or is that just a different version of a Tie Fighter? It's a different version. I don't know the okay. exact one. I'll, I'll anyways. He, I'll uh, I'll text Ken Napsok. I'll we'll ask him what what the what the model of that ship was. Yeah. But as I was watching it, I'm like, okay, I know she's gonna do the runny thing where she flips and then cuts the wing off. But but why was he flying in in the first place? He wasn't gonna kill her. So right, yeah. What he was, didn't want to kill her. He did, yeah, so he, why was he even doing it anyways? Yeah, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> And then There's they so fall many in points in this that it's just like why yeah. um, like, they well, fall into that thing and then the my, force healing in my yeah. review uh, the, you know the first thing I said was it, it gave me the Star Wars feels um, which is what you look for in a Star Wars movie you know um, but yeah this the second time watching it I saw the flaws I get it folks I I totally get it. Um, <laughs> Uh, They're more obvious, though. Last Jedi at least was creative, and I I wasn't hard on Last Jedi. I think it was creative. It was you know something different, more different than we've ever seen. I was sort of like movie was just trying to fix what Last Jedi did because of all the backlash. Oh, we're boycotting. We're signing petitions to retcon the film. You know all that. (laughs) So. It's weird because you think about Last Jedi. I think you and I are kind of in the same space on that film, which is we kind of we kind of hate a lot of it, but also kind of love a lot of it. Yeah, you know, because I like Ryan Johnson and I, I like what he do, like. He tried new things, you know. He tried, uh, like I love the Luke and Ray stuff. I love the 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 different Force things that are now yeah. possible. Now we didn't like all everything about Luke Skywalker here. We didn't like him being and even he was stuck on this place, right? And that's kind of well Ryan Johnson has to do something with Luke Skywalker being marooned on this island place, which that's a JJ Abrams thing. There's there's no reason necessarily that Luke Skywalker has to be reduced to this piece of shit, you know, on this place. If if only to mirror if only to mirror Obi-Wan Kenobi out on Tatooine. That's the only thing there. I mean, you right. could have done something complete. There's so many different directions. Oh, I mean, here we go. We're going on, you know, ground that's already been been run over. But we, you know, we could have done something different with Luke. Luke could have been someone else doing something else. Not in, I didn't like that. Well, he's going to murder Kylo. I didn't like that. I, you know, even if he had that moment of weakness, I didn't enjoy that. But I liked, I, I kind of liked the, the stuff about the forest, the stuff with Yoda, you know, kind of, 
you know, uh, it's sort of an admission from Yoda that, you know, you didn't read the scrolls and the scrolls didn't really help us. So what do you care about the scrolls? You know, the force is something that's inside of you. And I think we both kind of like that stuff. Right. And Not necessarily well, the labor and, lightsaber tossing and maybe that stuff. Yeah. And, last Jedi. And, uh, and I appreciate the line, you know, speaking of Yoda, the appreciate the line from Yoda, you know, they are what we, what, they grow grow beyond what we are. I for, I forget the exact line, but something about um, you know they 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 are what we grow. Be I I suck. I'm, okay. I'm the worst, well, Dave, at lines. Some, but uh, some some kind of backwards they, talk. They grow beyond us. You know that yeah. that's that's the uh, uh, it's essential uh, thought of that. You know. The circumstances on the ground change, you know. Whenever maybe what has been written down in the text isn't necessarily going to help you today. You have to kind of find your own way, and uh, I think that was, you know, maybe maybe you were going there. Uh, and I, I don't know, is that not it? I don't know. But uh, I also have my problems with Last Jedi, of course. That I said that you know the beginning of Last Jedi just killed me with the with the post stuff with General Hux and all that. And then of course we get General Hux in Episode Nine. I'm the spy. I mean, I'm not the spy. He's not the spy. This is this is dumb. This is dumb beyond yeah. belief that he's the spy. It doesn't make any sense. It's just um, them pushing stuff, pushing stuff, pushing stuff. And the line is, we are what they grow beyond because we are te- the teacher, teacher and then the student. Your, yeah. The student to grow beyond what you are, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just it's going to go down from lineage to lineage to lineage right if you're clinging to like rule a you know and you're telling your apprentice it has to be rule a well they might grow beyond it to go to rule b or something like that you can't just like hold them in a box because they're gonna they're they're gonna become something greater than you and that's that's what you want right if you're if you're a parent if you're if you're if you're a jedi training a padawan you want them to become greater than you so yeah i think that was great the palpatine stuff does not get better on a second watch. In fact, it gets much worse. And there's this weird, there's this weird thing going on, Ben, where he almost becomes like a, a sorcerer or like a character you'd see from like Harry Potter or something like that. And I would, it was, it was no more obvious than that once that one scene where he's drawing the force power from both of from Kylo Ren and Ray. It's like, what the fuck is this? This isn't Star Wars. This, yeah. I mean, like Palpatine was a weird guy in the original trilogy, but you didn't think he's, it's almost like he's going to do like abracadabra, going to read some kind of incantation that's going to like, you know, do some magic-y thingy. And that just felt very dumb and inauthentic right. to me. And, and it's just, why would, why would he wait so long to bring himself back and... <laughs> And do all this. Uh, it's just—it's the string puller. It's he's just waiting, biding yeah. his time. He's been behind everything. Blah blah blah. Right. You know the movie you saw in Return of the Jedi when you thought that they had killed him, and we moved on from this story. Oh no, we're just right back where we started. All that you know when you were a kid and you watched those three movies and you thought that that, that story was ended. Oh no. Where he's still that's you know it's like I don't know if you heard this, but the novelization of the movie did confirm that his body that we saw in the movie was a clone. Oh Christ! Okay, I mean, does well, that that help? makes more sense than him surviving that blast? Like his spirit well, who, transferred into a a who? So what? The acolytes were doing some kind of stuff. Who are the acolytes? 
Well, who clone? Who, clone who? Who? I mean, I mean, he who, he constantly had been. I mean, obviously, the cloning technology has been around since the Clone Wars. Uh, well, clearly, but no, I'm saying, who did it though? Like who? Who made like he? I think he was working on it when he was alive. You know, he was making multiple versions of himself, right? Just like he made multiple but, versions of Snoke. Everything okay, like that. Um, but is that is that better? Uh, no, I'm not saying. It's better. <laughs> okay, so they came up with a, some explanation, but is it does it? So what? So does he? Does that mean they are there more clones somewhere else? No, I mean, where does it end? I think. Uh, Ray. Well, there could be some other planet where there are planet where they they're doing clones too. I mean, it never all, ends. All Jedi live in her now, just like all Sith lived in him, and eventually all Jedi <laughs> destroyed him, which is all the Sith. He's officially destroyed now. Is so there's uh, never going to be any Sith. Well, we thought that, and after Return of the Jedi, the Sith were destroyed, but not. So well, no, wh- because no. he had a clone, and the Sith <laughs> yeah, spirit can live on. <laughs> yeah. How do you know it's not over? There, 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 exactly. Be, like that that's the plot holes they they dug that That's the point. Into. Because they didn't end it and gave themselves an out, the outs are now infinite. So when you kill this person there's another clone and you kill that person there's another clone and he's been he's been pulling the strings the whole time. It never ends. What do you like about Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> I like uh, I like uh Chewie's love for Leia. Um I like um I like the friendship uh, between all the characters. I think that comes through pretty clear. Um, Did you like the end with Ray? I don't know. I, I don't because I don't know. I still don't know her. I hate to say it. It's been three movies and I don't understand the character. I feel like she's just gonna. She can just go do something, and then I just have to like follow along to her actions. I, I don't quite understand who Ray is. When I watched Luke. I know Luke. I knew every bit about Luke from the from from that young farm boy on Tatooine to the man who threw away his lightsaber and was willing to die before the emperor. I knew that man. I don't know Ray. So I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, uh Yeah, I don't know her either. <laughs> um yeah, I I, I. It's kind of important. I mean, she's the the main character, and we don't know her really. I mean, I don't know who she is. It's been said over and over. The main problem, Kathy Kennedy is, I think, a terrible producer uh, lately. uh, Anyways, she there was no plan for this trilogy. They dropped uh, Colin Trevorrow, who was supposed to do it. Uh, she had problems with, uh, Gareth Edwards who, uh, did Rogue One, which Rogue One is, we both loved, you know, we both loved and, uh, you know, she had problems with Lord and Miller with Solo, which Solo was a steaming pile. Is Abrams the, is Abrams the problem? No, I, I think I, uh, uh, well, again, the, the, this is where we differ. Is I loved Force Awakens. You okay? Not. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, yeah. so um, I, <laughs> I I don't see him being the problem. The only problem I see is that he was just trying to to quote unquote fix what Last Jedi did instead of just expanding on the story. Instead, so he tried to fix problems and retcon retcon things instead of actually just all right this is what ryan johnson did let me build on it 
I'll just what bring in bring in the emperor and then we'll paper over, right? I mean, there's it's it's so bad. There's and like the whole like you know, he says this twice, right? You will strike. This is a replay of Return of the Jedi. You will strike me down. You will take the thing. You will take the throne. Well, maybe I don't need to strike. Like, yeah, well, you know, why, why, why did Ray need to be a Palpatine for that to happen if Luke would have done the same thing? He's wrong anyways. I mean, he because clearly she kills him and then doesn't take the throne and doesn't do what he wants. So what's the point yeah, here? Yeah, that, that, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you kill me, I will be more powerful. And yet she still kills him. And but she does it in a way, I guess, that you know, all the other Jedi are helping her. Then it's because, yeah, because first he offers they break her their own rules, yeah. And 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 if they're not breaking their own rules, they're just it's just it's it's dumb, it's it's because it, it doesn't really matter, like because he, he first offers her, like, well you know, strike down and kill me. And that's the way you can save your friends. You'll take command of the fleet. And then that way you can, I guess, um, just stop the, all of my ships from killing your friends or something like that. And she, I guess, wavers for a moment. And I guess she could have done that. And it just kills him anyway. I mean, I don't, I think what it all comes down to as much as I I've defended the the Disney stuff with Star Wars as much as a which I and I still will defend Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian is absolutely wonderful. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the Disney yeah. stuff I've defended. I've uh, I've been a big uh, advocate for. But when it really comes down to it, when it really comes down to the end, A New Hope was a total fluke. Irving Kirshner came in masterpiece of Empire Strikes Back and that's That's what uh, Star Wars was left with I mean we are still living off the fluke of A New Hope and, and they they somehow cobbled together a great way for Luke to confront Va- confront Vader and the Emperor in Return of the Jedi with a great uh, space battle and not, and to mix results on uh, <laughs> with the Ewoks and yeah because clearly I mean look at Return of the Jedi I mean half that movie sucks because you're there in Jabba's palace doing nonsense yeah and I you know I agree hundred percent Ben people's thoughts on Ewoks and all that. Which I don't necessarily have a problem with, but no, but it, no, I well, I don't. But it's hard for both of us too because we were our age when we saw that movie. I mean, what would we have thought when we saw that movie? But I think really your point is strong. I mean, we got a fluke and then a masterpiece, which is even more of a fluke. That right. that, that Empire was what it was. I mean, Empire could have sucked so bad, and we in. I basically think what you're saying to put it all into to one word, we've essentially been riding the coattails of those two movies um, for a long time, stretching, stretching those ideas really, 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 yeah. really, 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 really thin. And I love the universe. I love, you know, I love the ideas that the prequels brought about and everything. I'm not, I'm not denying that. I, I still, I still love them. I love the, the comics and the novels that have come out that I've actually read um but yeah you've read quite a bit i'm I'm trying to be realistic here like and i'm trying i'm finally admitting to myself that 
Yeah, uh, like you said, riding on the coattails of two movies, one a fluke, one a masterpiece, and... (laughs) We're talking 1977 and 1980. Yep. And and, and it's incredible that those two movies have been able to capture um, our imagination and and hold it for this long, so much that we're willing to, you know, watch these movies and talk through them. Right. It's, It's kind of amazing, and but... This movie, I I, want to say this movie in possibly this trilogy is is a failure. Not in terms of money. You know, there's that. They made a ton of money. But in terms of story, I think it's a failure. I I really, 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 really do. Yeah. I got nothing new. I got nothing that I've got nothing from this trilogy that's like, oh, in a moment of I want to see this thing. You know, there's nothing really there that I'm gonna grab onto. Nothing that I'm gonna I'm gonna hold onto that that, that I can then say, you know, show. I want to, you know, do I want to show this to to someone else? Do I want to be like, you got to see this? You know, I I, I don't feel it. I, I don't feel it at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's yeah. better? All right, I want to ask you two questions. What's better, the sequel trilogy or the prequel trilogy? Uh, I'm gonna say the sequel trilogy again. Okay. I, I, uh, again, my feelings toward Force <laughs> Awakens are way different than yours. Last Jedi, I appreciate the original uh, content that Ryan Johnson was trying to bring. Um, uh, are we? Are you grading on a curve based on production value, or do you genuinely believe that those stories in totality are better? I, I haven't really thought about the stories in totality. <sighs> I mean, for, uh, imagine that the George somehow redeem, the only redeeming film of the prequel trilogy to me is Revenge of the Sith. All right, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I at least in, really enjoyed uh, Force Awakens. Uh, I appreciated uh, the originalism of Last Jedi. I at first liked uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, obviously, my thoughts have changed on that. Um, I liked it, but it's the JJ JJ Abrams baffle you with you know just stuff. And I think Robert Meyer Burnett made a great point. Just just to go to the beginning, you know, the stuff with the light speed stuff in the in the very beginning is you know going to light speed as Harrison Ford says it ain't like dusting crops, boy. Yeah, I mean that, you that don't made no sense. You don't like just you jump just from jump into it. Yeah, I mean that might even take us to a holdo maneuver debate, but I've already had that. Um, you don't just go willy nilly jumping in hyperspace from place to place. I mean, jumping out of a planet into another planet—it's insane. It's cool. It's fun, and that's what J.J. Abrams does. You know, he did that with Star Trek. You know, he even did that with the the third Mission Impossible movie. Which, if you go back and watch that, I actually did a full rewatch of all the Mission Impossible movies. First one's great, and we actually have an episode on that. Second one sucks, and then J.J. Abrams does uh, the third Mission Impossible, which. It's an improvement, you know, production-wise on on the second one. But when you go back and actually watch that film, it's just a lot of flash and nothing. There's no real like soul to it. Yeah. It's just uh, just just like shiny objects. Yeah, I haven't watched three in a long time, uh, so yeah, I can't really speak on that. But uh... and thankfully, the, the people are calling you know Abrams a franchise killer, which in the case of Mission Impossible, he is absolutely not, because Mission Impossible 4, 5, and 6 
took a totally different direction and have churned out amazing films. And I cannot wait. This one's been, you know, this latest one has been delayed, but I cannot wait for, for more. Every single movie has been delayed. <laughs> I know. It's insane, man. Uh, a Quiet Place 2 was one. We were talking a few weeks ago about, you know, movies coming out this year. And I forgot about A Quiet Place 2, which I'm actually excited for. And that's, been, yeah. you know, uh, who knows when that'll come out. So. Uh, my second question was, which is what's your favorite movie of the sequel trilogy? Of the sequel trilogy, not including like Rogue One and stuff. Yeah, just the three. Uh, probably Force Awakens. Okay, I I actually might go as much as it pains me to say it. I might actually say Last Jedi. No, that, didn't, that makes sense. I I would that that makes sense coming from you. Like, and I, I that would make sense for a lot of people for me. Like, that's I. I get it. I didn't hate Last Jedi at all. I was a defender of Last Jedi. I hated the Rose Tico and uh, that that whole side story with Finn. I thought that was very dumb. Yep. Um, and I thought there was a lot of dumb things in <laughs> in that movie, particularly with Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder. But in general, and and the whole movie, I I have a it's like it's almost like I have more problems with that film than almost any other film. But like the good stuff. It sticks with me. Yeah. And uh, I actually liked. Yeah. 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 It almost outweighs the crap. It's, uh, I I wish you loved Knives Out like I did, uh, because I think we could talk Ryan Johnson more. But, um, uh, you know, uh, talk to Sal about that. By the way, you still haven't released that. You keep saying you're going to release it and you haven't. Release what? Oh, Sal's review? I'm going to release it. Don't worry. You're not. Um, You're not. I, uh, I'm not one of those people who are going to say a movie was ruined after seeing another movie in a franchise. Um, what, what do you mean by that? Well, The Last Jedi ruined a lot of stuff that happened in Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, but that will never, never ever take away my experience i had in the theater with force awakens me smiling from ear to ear seeing luke skywalker at the end that score of ray walking up the jedi steps which the score is called jedi steps um it's uh nothing will ever take that away from me her handing him the lightsaber with you know just hope Luke giving her this look and just uh, yeah. nothing will ever take that away. Um, him throwing the lightsaber in Last Jedi <laughs> totally broke my heart, but nothing. Uh, imagine if you put, will put, ever take yeah. away that feeling I had for Force Awakens in that moment. So that's why Force Awakens is my favorite. Well, that's uh, that's I agree. I mean, I actually think that that is the best moment of Force Awakens, and it actually kind of had nothing to do with most of the plot, right? <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of what I say. But we waited all the way up to the very end for this thing to happen. And could you imagine? I don't. I'm sure someone has done this where you piece together the two scenes. It would. It must be like the worst comedy ever. Oh, you know, for God. that that's for that massive, you know, that massive yeah. buildup, all that tension for him to go, man. It's the worst. Like that's like even like the titty milk, the the green titty milk. Like that's not as bad. It's not. No, it's not. It's it's like he's showing how he's living now. Like, oh, you think I'm this great, you know, wizard Jedi? Well, let me show you how I'm living right now. 
You know, that that's what that scene's all about. Yeah, he was kind of he was mocking her. He was right. mocking her the whole time. Like, this is what you want. You want you want to see what this life is. Look, look at this. Here, I'm going to drink it now. Like, right. yeah, I, I that I was I, that that never bothered me one bit. Right. Yeah, I, I saw what was going on there when he got on that pole and he you know he got over that like crag or whatever to the next cliff and then you know picked up those fish like yeah i I knew what was going on there i actually really did appreciate that right definitely but yeah again i'm not one of those people that'll say it ruined my childhood uh (laughs) you know it ruined the last movie it's extreme no you can just say you know it just it was a disappointment and that's fine but but what they did to the force it just kind of supercharged it and you know, you. I think you have to stay within some sort of a rule right. because you have to. You you have to think about the movies that came before you, and then the movies that are going to come after you. You know, what are the implications? And this maybe this goes back to the Holdo maneuver, which they quickly dismissed in uh, in episode nine, saying it was one in a million, not going to happen. Please just forget this thing ever happened because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, because and, and you can quickly realize locally, you know. If we do this thing with the force, if now we're healers and we can somehow transfer the force energy between people, like, so what does it mean? Does it regenerate? Do I suck it up? Do I get like, is it like a video game where I'm at like 100%? Now I'm at like 200%. Like, what what the fuck is this shit? Like, there's no, there's no rules anymore. And it's just, I have power. And you know it becomes you know what what comes next now it just i, I yeah. feel like that you try to make it a big it. a big dramatic moment and it just i don't know it doesn't work i mean there did again, you need it uh, i've been bashing it this whole time there's there's rise of skywalker scenes that i love i love the han solo scene with him and 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 ben solo uh i thought that was a great scene yeah i liked and, it too and um uh, people people knock that one a lot right. and i actually that's one of the few things i don't really have a problem with it's kind of like a vision in his mind but the, but you know thinking about that i don't like the way ray can just kill him and then be like oh i'm sorry i'll just bring you back to life like there should be some real consequences to your actions you yeah. can't just go kill someone and then feel sorry and bring them back so what i'm just gonna go kill everyone and then feel and bring them back and then back and forth and back and forth this is crazy exactly exactly so yeah, uh, it's and uh, that whole scene when you know they b- blow up the ship, they think Chewie's dead. It's like oh, terrible, know, terrible Chewie's bait. Not dead, like you, there's no was, way they're gonna kill this character that was here, the right? Worst like uh, attempt for emotional manipulation from the audience. Like it was the worst attempt for that. Because <laughs> very cheap. we know you're not going to kill off Chewie. He's been around since the very beginning, just like that. We this character does not, not deserve do this. Yeah. And then second of all, if you're a logical person and have and have also watched the trailers, you know there's other scenes with Chewie <laughs> in the movie. Um, so if yeah. you're playing the math, you know he's alive. So like, don't play this like emotional card thing where. You know, the audience already knows that it took a no, it took no emotional toll on us. No, uh, it did, yeah, it didn't do it. If anything, it made me angry, right? That that they would do that to him, and then to bring him back made me more angry. That the fact that you tried to dupe me and then to manipulate my emotions—it's right. garbage. They, they it, did all of that, it, and then they did that with three PO when they took away his memory. They all, uh, but let's bring it back. You know, like horrible. You, there, there can be stakes for something, 
you know, there can be stakes. Now it's just whatever Ray is feeling at the time is what is what the movie becomes. Yeah. What the whole trilogy becomes is what Ray thinks that in right. that moment, and she's going to do whatever she wants to do in that moment because she has the power to do so. That's literally the whole fucking trilogy. Yeah, I mean, you look at you know movies like if there's no stakes, like what's the? I, don't, I never felt any tension. You right. know that that last battle. Let's talk about that. I mean, I, I've critiqued this whole, you know, we're going to have a fleet that can't move and can't do anything. I never felt any worry at all, ever, that, that you know, nothing's going to happen. And then they start running around and just blowing up these, uh, whatever those big, ca- those planet destroyer cannons are. Right. This is dumb. You're going to create this, like, MacGuffin or, or whatever, of, of, of this bad thing that's going to potentially kill all of us, but it really... It doesn't really hurt us. We just can kind of band together and and wreck them. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. No. I mean, you, you're 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 to, you're totally right. It's uh, we're gonna board the main ship and then do ground troops to then point the gun to the other thing. You know, I was curious about that. I was watching. You know, you think that these ships that go out in space, they probably don't have like a panel outside the ship in space if it needs to be worked on that someone could like run on top of the ship to fix i'm assuming the electricals and all that are inside right yeah (laughs) i know yeah it's just yeah when there's no stakes involved like when you look in a movie like uh hell or high water uh if you haven't seen this maybe turn it off for a minute but uh you look at a movie like hell or high water like you have no idea what those boys what's gonna happen to those boys you know even at the very end with Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges, you have no idea what's going to happen. There's still stakes. You don't, you don't know. Uh, whereas in this, like, there's nothing. You know, it's no. Or if at least you know the good guy's going to win. You know, which is kind of what happened in the original trilogy. You have a character like Luke that goes through literal hell. Right. Like that boy that we meet on Tatooine goes through literal hell to get to the place where he is right. at the end of Return of and the what Jedi. what did Ray, I mean, Ray go through? She, uh, she grew up a, a scavenger, you know, I guess a little, a little hard life a little bit. And then, uh, she gets, you know, beat up a little bit by Snoke, uh, in, in episode two and kind of, you know, gets a little bit, uh, hurt by by the emperor is she ever in real danger no no i mean at least luke loses a hand and essentially commits suicide right yeah (laughs) and empire strikes back i mean die than realize that the most evil man in the universe is his father I mean, he was dead, right? He's I'm dead. I mean, that's what we're we're, what we're looking at as viewers is Luke has killed himself, right? Because he 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 cannot face the truth or the reality of that truth. Ray has nothing like that. She goes through nothing uh, at at all approaching it. And what? So there's the emotional turmoil about a Palpatine as my grandfather. First, you know the fact that the fact that Palpatine coming back is so dumb. It just kills any emotion that she could have related to him. Uh, and also the novelization brought up that Ray's father, <laughs> you're going to laugh. Um, I'm <laughs> laughing, laughing because you're going to laugh. Ray's okay. father was a failed clone oh, of no. Elper, Emperor oh, Palpatine. No. <laughs> he was a failed clone of him. So. Oh, Christ. So uh, is she technically uh, like a daughter? Then, then? Uh, I'll let him have a seed. And my 
seed of his seed <laughs> will then be my apprentice. Oh, just kill me now. I mean, so they're basically doing like, let's, uh, how do we patch these holes? Let's like come up with some elaborate, some elaborate reasoning why this thing is could possibly be true. <laughs> basically. Is that, would you like to have that job as the, as the novel writer and you watch the movie? Like you gotta be fucking kidding me. Right. Like I, I gotta, I gotta somehow make sense of all this nonsense. <laughs> Uh, no, I would not like to have that job. <laughs> no, but uh, I hope they were well paid. <laughs> have you watched uh, Clone Wars at all? You know, I tried to watch the very first episode and I got bored very quickly, um, so I didn't go back to it. I'm not saying I'm not going to go back to it because I, I did enjoy. Um, I mean, all the seasons. Basically, I've seen every episode and liked it, but uh, this one felt, for some reason, that first episode felt very kitty to me, where the other ones didn't. Uh, so I don't. Maybe I'm just missing that. Though. What, what did you think? I actually haven't seen any of it yet. Oh, okay. So <laughs> um, those were my thoughts. I mean, maybe they're just trying to draw a new audience in for that first episode. I don't know. I would uh, think that we're the audience, but maybe I'm wrong there. I I would hope so. <laughs> your, but yeah, what about your kid? Has he seen it? Yeah my my first uh, my 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 Brain. son saw the first episode and uh, uh, he felt bad because I said, "Oh, I thought we were going to watch that together." So he hasn't watched anymore yet. Um, but he, he liked about it. guilt tripping the kid. He, he liked the first uh, the first okay. episode. <laughs> so maybe it's for him and not for me. And that, and, and that actually is one of the I ongoing mean, be, debates to, about to, Star Wars. To be fair, he likes it. Everything that comes out, every new movie he sees is his favorite movie. So uh, very easy to please. Yes. <laughs> well, but th- that is the debate, right? Is Star Wars for twelve-year-olds or or what? And we've, you know, I've I've kind of, I don't want to get into this whole thing, but I, you know, I've kind of debated on that. You know, is it is it for all ages or is it for, as some people say, for twelve-year-olds? And I, I, I'd like to think that Star Wars is for all ages, for kids, adults, and there's just something in there for everybody. Yeah. Um, and but and some, like you in like you've said in the past, saying it was made for kids is not a good excuse. Or, it's a cop you know, out. It's not. No, that 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 doesn't work. All right. No, no. Particularly when you're uh, you know 45 years old saying it's for 12 year olds. There's there's a real disconnect there. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's for 12 year olds, so you know. I'm well, gonna are you 12? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Uh, so why do you like it then if it's for 12 year olds and here you are, you know, a very grown man, uh, you know, so I don't know. I've had, so it, I, I don't believe that's true though. That, that That's my point. I think it is for all of us and uh, the failure uh, to not make it for all audiences for adults um, is, is what bothers me so much. Not yeah. to paper it over and say, oh no, you just don't get it. Or, you don't understand or something like that. But you're still digging Mandalorian, right? Yeah, I did dig it. Yeah, and um, if I don't know if we even touched on this, the way they've been making that, the way they have you seen that 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 the clip on YouTube of how they actually made this series? Yeah, we met. I think you alluded to that in our last episode, but we never actually got to it. Yeah, the background they use for it—it's not green screen; like it's an actual like. It's like a globe. It's like an animated globe. It's all done in a freaking warehouse. And and if you go back and watch it, you're kind of like. There's a feeling there where you're like something doesn't feel quite right with what I'm watching, but it still looks yeah, good. Like it, it doesn't seem real, but yeah, but it still doesn't look it, bad. It looks better than green screen, I yeah. think, um, because it, I yeah, think they're it in revolutionize some things. Like I, think, oh, it definitely will. Yeah, this is how they're gonna make. This is how they're gonna. This is like gonna be a new way of making things. Oh, 100 percent. 
and I think it's going to upscale maybe for people who like like low budget stuff. Um, uh, maybe like, I don't know, DC or Marvel stuff on like the CW. Maybe they're going to adopt this way of making things. It's going to look a lot better. Um, yeah, it's essentially like they're in a, they're in a warehouse and it's like a, it's like a game engine of, you're almost like in like a circus tent. And in that circus tent is, is like projected, um, uh, a scene. So yeah. say you're in the desert and it, it shows you 360 all the way up on top, all the way around this, the scene and you're walking through it. It's and almost like much... they made old timey movies, like with a background, like a painted yeah. background behind you, but, like, but it's living it's and moves. Like, you know, it's almost like a big rounded TV behind you. Yeah, um, exactly. That all the way around. But you're on a and set. actually, yeah. And as the camera moves, it like adjusts to the perspective, and it's just freaking nuts. Yeah. Um, and that explains how they how they made that how they made that with such a low budget. And that was one of the things we talked about as we review those episodes. Like, how are they making this? I don't know. Yeah. Now, clearly, I don't think they made all of this in this thing. I think right. they there must. Like the explosions and stuff like that, they must have gone on set and you know lit some stuff off or something like that. But yeah, absolutely crazy and great. Can't wait for season two. Yeah, definitely. And it's already done. So Ahsoka is going to be played by um, oh. Rosario Dawson. Thank you, uh, Rosario Dawson. So that's going to be yeah. awesome to see Ahsoka. Can't wait for that in a live action film. What do you think about that? I think it's great. I want <clears throat> excuse me. I want to see it. I want to. I want to love that character. I know you do too. I want to see what it. What's going to happen now? Is she? Is she in? Is it a separate thing or is it? That's as a part of Mandalorian yeah, season two, it, it right? She's part of a Mandalorian season two. And I'm sorry. Have you watched uh, Star Wars Rebels? I have not. Okay, I recommend that because okay. she's in a lot of that, and uh, it takes place like five years before A New Hope. I think. Oh, okay. Um, so it's uh, it's like this little band of rebels who, um, who kind of kind a uh, kind of almost start the rebel alliance. So, um, so I'll check that out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's on Disney Plus too. So I haven't. I really haven't been on Disney Plus all that often. And it's okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> You'll get there. It's weird. You know, there's so much. There's so much there, but it's, I don't really want to watch much of it. I know. You're a grown man. You know, <laughs> I'm a grown you got man. stuff to do. I'm a big boy. <laughs> All right, Dave. It's been real, man, man. Uh, it's, I'm glad you left the show, but the last three episodes have been with you. Um, so you know, when you're, you gl- you're glad show, I left. But you said I, you said that I'm glad. You said you're glad I, that I left the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so you I'm can get glad. these episodes. I'm, I was being sarcastic because you've been <laughs> oh, in the last okay. three episodes. You oh, haven't yeah. left the show, my man. You're not still at all in having it. We just do uh, different uh, format. All right. Always happy to come on and talk. And actually, you know, the the no prep episodes somehow are turning into longer than the prep episodes. So, but this is going to be split in two. So don't you worry. <laughs> something is still wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun? I had a, a great time. Always great to talk to you, buddy. That's that's what counts. All right. You know, it's all about no, it's, it's all about friends, and you are uh, you are certainly a uh, certainly a best friend candidate, and uh, I love talking <laughs> to you, buddy. And if this I means, I really hope I win that award. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. There's, there's a vote going on on June 5th. We'll see if the coronavirus pushes that out. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, at, at this point, I will not come over to your house, and well, no. you know. Yeah, not as long and as so, the quarantine is going on. You mean, no, right? 
maybe after, you know, who knows, but uh, it's a great way for us to connect and, and talk about stuff. So, and I, and I hope all everyone that's uh, listening is enjoying it as well. I a hundred percent agree, but that is it for us folks. Follow us on iTunes. Uh, be sure to review us. Follow us on Twitter at Blockbuster Cast. I am at BC Core. Dave, where, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Dave underscore Quist. Yep, and that's uh, that's that's all we got. Uh, let's <laughs> let's do the old thing. We talked a lot of movies today, so ben, uh, uh, can we end the show now, folks? Yeah, let's just end it. We're gonna end the show in please for the love of God. It's real, Dave. I feel like I've got it. Has it. But I'm tired. Don't worry. I'm gonna about to kill over. And uh, I hope and he's okay. I got a cough. I've got but, a uh, uh, folks, not feeling well. Sore throat. For I've been gargling with salt water. I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks, and we'll catch you guys at the movies. <laughs> <laughs>